Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of the Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? This is Chris Tripodi, and with me as always is Tony Pauline, as we're here to break down the final practice of Reese's Senior Bowl week here in Mobile, Alabama. We're under the bleachers in Lad People Stadium as usual, and the South came out and practiced for not even an hour and a half, which is very surprising to me. Tony, what did you think of that? Well, they did do some hitting. They got, I, I believe they got a lot done. Uh, I, I like these South practices. They do a lot of work. They work a lot of players during the drills. They go side by side. So, you know, it, it was only an hour and a half, uh, but they, they did get a lot done. And, you know, as we have in the past, this is our final podcast from practices. We'll start off with the quarterbacks uh, on the South. I thought it was another terrific day for Jarrett Stidham. He showed great arm strength, showed the ability to thread the needle, really got the ball through traffic well. Uh, relatively accurate with his passes. You know, Stidham did not have a good senior campaign or fourth-year junior campaign at Auburn. I thought this was an, uh, an opportunity for him to shine, and he absolutely did. I did think that um, Gardner Minshaw of Washington State also showed well, throws with a lot of anticipation, really times his passes well so the receivers are not waiting on the ball. Doesn't have the great physical skills, but you can see that he gets it between the ears. I thought he helped himself. Will Greer was inconsistent, had some nice throws, but I think at times he was just trying to show off a strong arm and overthrew some downfield receivers who were open. Tyree Jackson, once again, was all over the place with his throws. Very inconsistent, inconsistent with his accuracy, inconsistent with his throwing motion. Uh, overall, I, I think Tyree Jackson made a mistake entering the draft. Some team may fall in love with him because of the physical skills, but he didn't really show any consistency here, especially the accuracy department. Yeah, Tyree Jackson has a lot of development to do at the NFL level. Whether he would have gotten that much accomplished at the college level in Buffalo, that's a question that you can certainly ask, but he needs it, and he needs to get into a program where they believe in him, and they're able to really develop his skill set because, to me, hands down, he was the worst South quarterback this week. Tony, I actually like the order that you went in here. You mentioned Stidham first. To me, he was the guy who helped himself most on both teams, the North and the South this week. You mentioned mentioned his ability to really thread the needle. His internal clock was also good. Obviously, these quarterbacks are not getting sacked in practice, but he didn't put himself in situations where you said, well, that pass wasn't going to get off because you're going to be sacked. Gardner Minshew really has impressed me all week. We understand that he is not a guy who's going to threaten to go on day two of the draft, but again, really good anticipation from Minshew. Good accuracy, puts the ball where only his receivers can make the catch. And Will Greer, as you said, inconsistent, up and down with his accuracy. He was airmailing balls against air, wasn't able to hit his receivers all the time, but did show good chemistry with obviously David Sills, Gary Jennings, and Trevon Wesco, all of his teammates. Then moving into the backfield, we had a new addition here today. Replacing Bruce Anderson from North Dakota State was Darren Hall from Pittsburgh. Tony, what did you see from the guys out of the backfield? Hall played relatively well, but he was the freshest back. One thing I noticed about a lot of these players is they seem to be wearing down after three days of hard-hitting practice. Hall, I, I, I thought, established himself and was relatively impressive. I like Raquel Anderson of Temple. Uh, excellent burst, good quickness, but the thing with Armstead is, is he's got to stay healthy, which he wasn't able to do. 
uh, in college the past two years. I also like Wes Hills. Wes Hills is a big, strong ball carrier. He's a strong pass catcher. Runs a little bit upright for my liking, but I think he's going to be a very good situational, or I shouldn't say situational, rotational back at the next level as a number three ball carrier. I think all three of those guys did some good things, really didn't have great weeks of practice, although the Pittsburgh kid, this was his first day, uh, but just did enough to impress scouts and improve their draft grade. And you mentioned these guys being a little worn out. You could see Wes Hills. He wasn't actually that worn out to me. He showed good shiftiness within the hole. He's a 218, 220-pound back, but he runs like a guy who's a little bit smaller. He's good quickness. He's got good shiftiness. And as Tony said, he can catch the ball. Darren Hall also showed the ability to catch the ball. Good extension off his body. Made some nice catches. Ryko Armstead also had a solid week in the end. Didn't do anything to really truly show out, but in the end he did do well. And honestly, for him, the biggest thing is staying on the football field. He was able to do that this week. Hopefully he makes it through the game as well, because if not, kind of like L.J. Scott, who we discussed in the preview, the fact that L.J. Scott missed this week due to injury was going to kill his stock. If Ryko Armstead somehow does not make it through the game healthy, that's also going to really hurt him in the draft. Moving along to the wide receivers here, and once again, it's really difficult to overstate how good Debo Samuel has been this week. Now, generally, he's been good after the catch. He's been strong. He's been able to run routes and really accelerate out of his breaks. But today, he really showed strength at the catch point. He was dominant in red zone drills, had multiple touchdowns, and just a guy who proved day in and day out that he was the best receiver here One guy who didn't do that but really impressed today was Old Dominion's Travis Fulgham. Now, he's a player who we didn't talk much about on the last two podcasts simply because he didn't really impress. But today he looked good in red zone drills, really showed some nice route running abilities, quick turns into his curl routes, the ability to get open on the back line of the end zone and really make some plays on the ball going up in the air to get it or however he needed to make plays. I also want to mention Tyree Brady showed strong hands attacking the ball in the air, really tracked the ball well over his shoulder a few times, ran solid routes, and he's a big target for quarterbacks. Those are the three guys that impressed me the most today. Tony, what do you think? You know, I'll agree with you about Debo Samuel. Uh, The only thing that he doesn't have is that get-up-and-go speed. Uh, There were a couple times where uh, the uh, quarterbacks were overthrowing him because he could not run to the deep throw, but he's a good route runner. He plays with great balance and great body control, got up in the red zone drills and was able to snatch away the uh, pass, as was Travis Fulgham, as you said. He's a big-bodied receiver who plays big football, so I was very impressed with him. I thought David Sills had his best practice of the week. As we know, he he caught the ball very well. He doesn't have great quickness. He's not going to be able to separate, but in that red zone area, he was able to get up and snag the passes away from defenders, also found ways to come free. As far as the tight ends, the uh, South has the best group of tight ends at the uh, Senior Bowl. Dax Raymond caught the ball very well today. He showed himself to be a, a solid uh, downfield pass catching threat. I don't know that he got the speed to be a downfield pass catching threat, but he, you know, he was able to beat a couple of uh, defenders in one-on-one drills today. Trevon Wesco of West Virginia really, really impressed me with his overall game. A dominant blocker who catches the ball well. You know, we talked about Drew Sample in the North being a guy who's more of an intermediate pass catcher and a great blocker. Wesco's an excellent blocker. He's probably a little bit faster than Drew Sample. Doesn't have the great height, which will downgrade him by some teams. But he's definitely a serviceable number two uh, tight end at the next level. I also thought Josh Oliver of San Jose State had another solid practice. Not great, but he catches the ball well. He's very athletic. A lot of scouts I've spoken with really have applauded him for his athleticism. Has a good amount of upside for the next level. 
And I agree with most of that. One thing I do want to add on Dax Raymond is he really showed a good awareness against zone coverage, knew where to sit. When we mentioned Jared Stidham earlier and his ability to really thread the needle, there was one play in the red zone where Raymond turns around, finds the hole in the zone coverage, and this was not a big hole. Many tight ends would not have been able to set up Stidham to make that throw. The ball's right on him. He's ready for it. So Dax Raymond really impressed. One guy who didn't impress, the one guy you didn't mention, was Foster Moreau out of LSU. Not only is he a slow guy who wasn't particularly productive for the Tigers, he does have a tendency to pin the ball against his pads. He also fails to extend for passes and kind of cradles them in. So his pass-catching fundamentals aren't great. And considering the complete game that a lot of the tight ends showed here on the South Squad in day three and throughout the week of practice, that's a definite knock on Moreau. Now we'll move from the blocking ability of some of these tight ends in addition to their receiving skills to the blockers up front in the trenches. Tony, what did you see along the offensive line? I thought Andre Dillard, the left, well, the tackle, primarily left tackle from Washington State, had another sensational day. Just great footwork off the edge. He's able to quickly get out, covers a lot of area, really won out in the one-on-ones. He was placed at right tackle on a couple of downs. Doesn't have great strength, but he's fundamentally sound. It's been a great week for Andre Dillard, who's helped himself. Uh, Ben Powers, I think, thought had his best practice of the week. He's not an agile guy. He doesn't cover a lot of area, but he's very strong at the point of attack. He stays square, and once he gets his hands into opponents, he's able to control them. Titus Howard of Alabama State showed some good things early on before getting hurt. I thought Elton Jenkins of Mississippi State had another real good, strong practice. Javon Patterson from Mississippi, again, played well at both uh, guard as well as center. Ole Yuda was okay. He looks like he's kind of wearing down. Ole Yuda, who was a star of Shrine Game practices, stood out early this week. Just looks like he was getting a little bit tall. His body may be wearing down. You know, uh, six practices in the past week and a half, uh, hard-hitting practices where there's a lot, to sh- uh, a lot on the line. He did it early, but it looks like he's getting tired. I was not impressed with Dennis Daly at all. He was very disappointed to me. The left tackle from South Carolina didn't show good knee bend, didn't block with leverage, was consistently getting beat. I think this was a poor week from Dennis Daly, who I had graded as a potential fourth-round selection. I think he's going to drop into the very late rounds. Now, before we get into the defensive breakdown here from the final practice of the Senior Bowl 2019, please support the draft analysts by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or any of the major podcast platforms. We're also at Believe.com if you want to check us out there as well. Leave us a rating and a review, and feel free to ask a question in your review or hit us up on Twitter at Chris Tripodi, at Tony Pauline, at Draft Analyst One, and at Believe Podcast to get in touch with the show as well. Now we'll break down the defensive side of South practice here for you. And Tony, you mentioned Ole Udo, and you mentioned that he was kind of wearing down. Another Shrine game call up here on the South was Dalen Mack. Did you see him wearing down, or was he able to kind of withstand and, and get through this final practice? You know, none of the defensive linemen on the South impressed me today. Montez Sweat was pretty much invisible. I didn't see Mack too much. Uh, the only guy who guys who kind of stood out is Jalen Ferguson had his moments today. I thought Isaiah Bugs did have his best practice of the week. He showed excellent quickness. He, he flashed some power. I thought it was another good practice for Kingsley KK of Texas A&M. Very athletic. Has got nice length. Has just got to fill out his body. Overall, I was a little bit disappointed with the results we saw from the defensive lineman uh, from the South. 
except for those guys that I mentioned who really showed more flashes than overall dominance as we saw from the north with guys like Colin Sanders of, of Western Illinois and Rennell Wren of Arizona State. Now we'll take a look at the second level and move to the linebackers here. We'll kind of stick with the theme of guys coming up from the Shrine game because we have Sione Takitaki who came, and he joined Wednesday. He wasn't here on Tuesday, so we didn't see a ton of him yesterday, although we were breaking down the film in the film room. Jerry Green, Terrell Hanks, these guys have been getting a lot of attention. Also Bobby Okariki out of Stanford. Tony, what did you think of these guys, and is there anybody else that stood out to you, good or bad? Yeah, I think Sione Takitaki had another strong practice. He wasn't dominant, but he did everything well, and I think he was able to build upon the momentum he started at the Shrine game. Terrell Hanks has been fantastic. Scouts have been singing his praises. He's very athletic. He's very fluid. Not a blitzer, but as we saw in drills, he's smooth pedaling in reverse. He covers a lot of area. Really a three-down linebacker. Again, I was impressed with Bobby Okariki, uh, his ability to change direction and cover a lot of area on the field. I thought Jerry Green of Mississippi State also had his moments. Overall, solid uh, group of uh, linebackers on the South who I think helped their draft stock. Speaking of solid groups on the South team, the cornerbacks were a lot better on this team than the North. The only real notable guy from the North was Corey Ballantyne. But on the South, you had a third strong consecutive day of practice here from Lonnie Johnson. Now, he did have a couple drops consecutively during drills. But after that, he really bounced back. He did a good job sticking with Debo Samuel through Samuel's typical multiple cuts throughout his route. Now, he did get beat a couple times in red zone drills. But at the same time, that was more Debo Samuel winning out and really showing good strength at the catch point than anything Lonnie Johnson did wrong. He made a real highlight play during scrimmage where he busted up a screen. He beat the blocker and really crushed the receiver to make sure that he wasn't able to make the catch. I don't remember who the receiver was, but either way, he was not a fan of going up against Lonnie Johnson. He also showed a good job to really cover for five to seven seconds at a time in red zone drills. There was a broken play where Anthony Johnson tried to shift a couple times to get away from Lonnie Johnson. He wasn't able to do so. So a big week for a guy that shows good length, good athleticism, and really helped his draft stock here. The other guy I really want to discuss here is Jimmy Moreland. Another Shrine game call-up. Didn't practice on Tuesday. Didn't see a ton of him yesterday. But today, he was very impressive. Now, he does have some issues transitioning. He's not the greatest in his backpedal. He doesn't move backwards as well as he moves laterally and as well as he moves forward. But he has good closing speed. He went up against Hunter Renfro out of Clemson a lot today, and he won almost every battle. I don't think I saw Renfro, Renfro catch a pass against Jimmy Moreland. There was one play in red zone drills where Renfro ran a quick out. Moreland did not flip his hips and turn to get to the outside too quickly, waited for the ball to come, really closed on it quickly for an excellent pass breakup. So I was really impressed with Jimmy Moreland, kind of continuing that momentum that he built up in St. Pete last week. Yeah, I would agree with you. And Jimmy Moreland also did some fielding of kick returns today. So he had that element to him, and he's really improved his draft stock. A guy you're going to use as a, a, a slot uh, cornerback, a nickelback, and a return specialist. Uh, one cornerback I want to add into the mix that we, we didn't speak about was Mark Fields. I didn't notice him in scrimmage, which is a good thing because if you notice him in scrimmage, that means they're throwing in his uh, direction. He was sensational in drills. I mean, just a quick, fluid backpedal, smooth hip turn. You can see as the makings of a big-time player or at least a starter uh, at the next level as a Nicola Dimeback. Very impressed with, uh, with Fields. Uh, Getting to the safeties, I thought this was a terrific day by Mike Edwards. He basically showed cornerback-type ball skills, 
uh, throughout the drills, played well in the scrimmage. As you know, he's a terrific run defender, but his ability when the ball was in the air was very impressive to me today. I thought Jaquan Johnson of uh, Miami of Florida had another strong game day. Uh, he's a guy who fundamentally he's sound, he's got decent techniques, uh, and, and I think he acquitted himself well really all week, especially today, the last day of padded practice. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Fields, even though I didn't, because he was much improved from the first two days. Didn't really see him do too much to stand out on those days. And, and as Tony said, didn't do anything today in scrimmage to say, wow, he's getting thrown at or wow, he's getting beat. Did show impressive quickness and a guy who really helped himself today after kind of a nondescript first couple days of practice. Mike Edwards, hard to disagree. Looks like a cornerback out there compared to a cornerback like Isaiah Johnson, who looks like a safety. Those two should really switch positions at this point. But if Edwards sticks at safety and is able to play the run as well as he's able to move around the field. He's going to be a heck of an asset for a team as a cover safety and also a guy who's going to commit against the run. I wanted to look at Juan Thornhill today because I really hadn't seen a ton this week. He showed off good ball skills in drills. He attacked the ball well in the air. But other than that, I was actually pretty disappointed with him. He showed slow reactions on short passes, wasn't really able to uh, react quickly to close on the ball against tight ends. He had a bad rep in the red zone drills where he bit hard on play action, let the tight end free wide open for an easy touchdown where Tyree Jackson, even a terrible Tyree Jackson throw, would have been complete and would have turned into a touch touchdown. So I know Thornhill is a guy that we discussed in our preview that we were looking forward to seeing. Unfortunately, I didn't see a ton from him this week. That leads me to believe he did anything to boost his draft stock. Tony, what do you think about Thornhill? Yeah, he looked good in drills, but he he seems a bit stiff. I mean, that was the thing with me, which is probably why he struggled to break on balls. I don't know that he's going to be anything other than a a strong safety or his own safety. He gets it between the head, that's for sure. He's got decent instincts, which I think gives him an advantage. But the stiffness and and the lack of fluidity, I think, is, is going to hurt him. And before we close out the show, as we have been doing for each of these, I'm going to go through a couple winners from the uh, offensive side of the ball and also the defensive secondary at the quarterback position. Very difficult to ignore what Jared Stidham was able to accomplish this week. We talked going in about the shackles of the Auburn offense and his skill set, how they didn't really mesh together, and he looked very good in a pro-style offense. So he's a guy who, again, his draft stock is going to be re-energized by this performance. Debo Samuel, we've talked about a lot. Won't go into too much detail about him, but I really liked what I saw again from Travis Fulgham out of Old Dominion, really a guy who needed a strong day of practice to prove that he belonged here and prove that he deserves to get drafted somewhere on the third day. And also Jimmy Moreland, another guy who came in and really dominated Hunter Renfro today, a guy who many people believe is an early day three pick, which makes Jimmy Moreland a guy who, if he's able to do that against a player like Renfro, could easily sneak his way into the end of day two. Tony, what do you think about some guys from today's practice? You know, the first practice, I picked Drew Sample as my big winner. I'm going to go with another tight end today uh, in the second practice. I'm going to pick Trevon Wesco of West Virginia. Again, you know, not a guy that's going to get down the field 30 yards consistently the way teams want tight ends today, but someone who I think is a three-down tight end. You can use him as a blocker on third and two. You can use him as a pass catcher in third and five. Does the little things well. Isn't going to be a high pick. Isn't going to be a number one tight end, but really I think can fit in as a number two tight end at the next level and do a good job. As far as the defense is concerned, i got to go with Mike Edwards. I love what I saw in drills. I liked what I saw during, uh, during scrimmage. I liked what I saw during one-on-ones. He's one of the few guys that was able to cover the receivers, uh, one of the few safeties, I should say, that was able to cover receivers. I think Mike Edwards has really improved his draft stock here in Mobile. 
And that's it for the 33rd episode of The Draft Analysts, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? Senior Bowl practices may be in the books for 2019, but our job is not done. Head over to draftanalyst.com for the rest of our analysis. We'll again come at you with some buzz going around the Players Hotel here in Mobile to see what's going on, whether it's draft-related, whether it's related to free agency, or who NFL teams might be looking at. But for now, on behalf of Tony Pauline, this is Chris Tripodi, and thanks for sticking with us through all the Senior Bowl coverage we've been able to provide for you.